There are two words today that appear in actually all of our readings, uh, two very common words, uh, and, uh, or in the readings anyway, and when one word that uh, we know what it is, but there's a confusion in this world about what it means, and that is love. So often we have this concept of love means uh, just uh, liking the other person and allowing them to do whatever they want, that's not love, that's permissiveness perhaps or whatever. Love always seeks the full good of the other. And uh, we hear this commandment time and again, that love one another. And St. John is the one who records that more than anyone else. Yes, I know the great commandments are found in the synoptics, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But uh, love one another. It is said that uh, towards the end of his life, the Apostle St. John uh, would say that and repeat that when he was weak. The, uh, according to tradition, they tried to kill him with boiling oil, and he was in exile on Potmus, and all these terrible things that happened to him. And so not having as much strength, he would just repeat, love one another, love one another. And someone asked him, Father John, why do you keep telling us love one another? And he said, it is a command of our Lord, and who am I to give something else? A paraphrase, but uh, a powerful one all the same. So this love that we are to have is one that is consistently preached by St. John. But there's another concept, and we actually heard it last week, and we hear it uh, a few times today. Uh, a teen talk on Wednesday, I looked it up. I have an app on my phone that, that has uh, the Greek, and I looked it up, and it, this word appears 104 times in the New Testament, the word that is translated here. And of that 104, 52 appear in the Gospels of St. John and the letters of St. John. And that's remain. In the Synoptic Gospels and in, actually in Acts and, and such, it, it is more that, that physical remaining. They remained in the house or they, they remained at home or they, they remained in the garden. But in St. John, most of the uses are a spiritual remaining and abiding in a dwelling in, which is uh, equally uh, appropriate to translate that particular word, to remain in his love. We are to remain in his love. That, that love that God first loved us, as we hear. God first loved us, and we can't love unless we first understand God's love and first receive that love of God. That God, through Jesus Christ, no longer calls us slaves, but friends. He reveals to us what we are to do. This remaining in, remaining on the vine, as we heard last week, is what we are called to do as Christians, as Catholics. And we know we, can, we remain in him when we have a sense of peace, or here, a sense of joy. That my joy may be in your, you, and your joy might be complete. If we're honest, that's difficult, isn't it? I look at this last year especially, I know it's been difficult in so many. I saw something this morning uh, uh, already on Facebook. Uh, last year, uh, 2020, uh, uh, mom inside behind a window and the family outside wishing her a happy Mother's Day. In 2021, they're giving mom a hug. In 2022, they're still giving mom a hug. And mom says, you can let me go now. 
But we know it has been rough. There's been loss. Not only the the loss of life that uh, I think all of us know at least one person who died because of the virus. There's been other losses. Loss of jobs. Loss of economic uh, liberties, perhaps, we could put it. Uh, Financials haven't been as good as they should be. There's been a loss of mental health. I'm wondering how much loss there is in the development of our children, especially the emotional development, with seeing so many adults masked most of the time. There's so much loss, and if we look at that loss, we might not have a sense of joy. But there's a way, and this is not to be, I used the uh, phrase last night, and and, uh, it happened to come up in the sacristy spontaneously, uh, there, there was a movie in the, I think, in the 40s or 50s, I didn't look it up, but if you remember the story, I think it was called Pollyanna, this young teenage girl who was just naively optimistic about everything, so much so that she was unrealistic. And we can be Pollyannic about things, we can, we can just be this, this optimist about things and ignore the reality of what's going on. That's not joy. That's naivety, perhaps. Or we can say, this is what's going on, but I experience a sense of joy all the same. And how do we do that? When we get to that point, that's what it means to remain in the love of God. It has to do with how we are created. So often this world teaches us to live from the inside or outside in. So we let the outside, the world, move and dwell in us. So we take the bad things and the good things. We, we let the swirling of the world influence our emotions, influence our spirit. And we see this all the time. There's a, a writer from, he was in, I forget which concentration camp it was, but night, Eli Vazel. Eli writes in his book, The Night, how he could not believe in a God anymore because of the atrocities he witnessed. And certainly that's understandable, but there's a different way. There's also Viktor Frankl. Viktor was a psychologist who, during his internment at, I believe he was in Dachau, wrote that if we can understand why, we can endure any how. And he began to understand, and he wrote uh, Man's Search for Meaning as, as uh, that's a translation of the title translation. And he wrote that as a response to what he witnessed. That those who had a sense of meaning, those who understood uh, a purpose, those who had uh, remained in the love of God, perhaps we would put it, endured. Those who lost that sense of meaning, he's, he at one point writes, He could see it. He knew it was only going to be a matter of time before they gave up, before they died. And sure enough, he was right. How do we remain in the love of God? Because this world swirls around us. It means not living outside in, but inside out. See, we are created with different levels. Some uh, uh, in the Institute for Priestly Formation uh, has a spiritual director program, 
Actually, I, Father Timmerman, and Father Kachera all went through the program three separate times. I believe uh, Father, Father uh, Jeremy and Father Craig were separate cohorts. And they teach about these levels of the heart. We have that external level, the level of the world that swirls around us, the virus, the economy, the government, all these things, all these rules and regulations. And if we live there, we're constantly flitting from thing to thing to thing, and there is no eternal, internal dialogue. And then there is a psychological level where we begin to take those things in and dwell in them, dwell on them. They influence our emotions. Then there is a spiritual level where we begin to allow them to affect us more deeply. But if we're living inside out, we remain in the love of Christ. We experience God's indwelling in us, the Holy Spirit most especially, and especially as we are two weeks from the celebration of Pentecost again, the descent of the Holy Spirit, we call to mind we need that indwelling, that we are constantly in communication with the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. And from that dwelling of the Holy Spirit, remaining in that dwelling, that influences our spiritual life, which can influence our psychological life, which then helps us deal with the world. You see how it's different? We remain in that spiritual union. And so we might ask ourselves, how can we remain there? As I was praying about it yesterday, I realized it just means we all need hugs. Lots of hugs. Yes, I know it's Mother's Day, and I, I remember as, as a kid, you know, everyone thinks they're original, and they write out mother down, and then they come up with words that describe their mother. Oh, this is what I'm doing with hugs. H. Hunger for the Eucharist. If we want to dwell and have that spirit dwelling in us and, and remain in that spirit, when we hunger for the Eucharist, it deepens our desire for God. And we know that God nourishes us. Jesus Christ gives us his body, blood, and soul and divinity to help us to grow, help us to live in holiness. You, union with the saints. See, the saints help us. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I, I joked with the sisters that I can't wait, well, I can wait to die and go to heaven, but I can't wait to die and go to heaven to talk to the saints, to ask them, what was your experience of God? To grow more and more in union with them through love of God. They help us. You see, the more I study the saints and get to know them, the more I realize there's nothing we've experienced that they haven't. There's saints who've gone through pandemics, Saints who've experienced tremendous loss. Saints who were victims of domestic abuse. Saint uh, Bikita, Josephine Bikita, who experienced slavery and terrible abuse. There's nothing that the saints haven't experienced. And so when we grow in union with them, they help us and remind us how they themselves remained in Christ, remained in that indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and encourage us as well. Of course, we know that there are also times where we've sinned and fail. That's where the G comes in to play. Go to the sacrament of confession. 
If we go regularly, whatever that is for us, we deal with those sins, that ex- how we responded or didn't respond in love, how we, res- how we responded in our own choices against God. And again, it's as frequent as we need it to be. Once a month is not unusual. At least twice a year, I would recommend. The church teaches once a year before you receive the Eucharist around Easter, uh, the Easter duty we used to call it. Some go once a week, especially in, their, in the initial stages of growth, spiritual growth, once a week might be necessary for some. Whatever it is, to go frequently. Because the more we deal, deal with the sin in our life, the more readily we find the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And so often with that sacrament, we focus on the sin. And I have to admit, even as, as a priest, my first years, I was focused on the sin, and then it dawned on me. It's irrelevant. It's really the going to grace. The, the, the embrace of grace. It doesn't matter what we've done. God forgives us in that sacrament. And the S studying the scriptures, and really immersing ourselves there. Study is a, probably the bad word, but I had to have an S. Or it had to, had to start with an S. But I would say even praying the rosary, when we pray the rosary, we are praying through the gospel. Especially as we pray all four sets of mysteries, we're praying through the fullness of the gospel, from the Annunciation all the way to the coronation of the Blessed Mother who reminds us that's our destiny too, not that we're going to get a crown in heaven, but that we're called to be saints in heaven. And wherever we are in that path, that there's a mystery there for us to reflect on. When we study the scriptures, when we pray with them, we grow in union with Christ. The more we read, the more we study, the more we understand. And I can guarantee, the more we grow in union with Christ, the more we uh, remain in his love, the more we see him, especially in the Old Testament. He's all over the Old Testament, Jesus is, hidden, waiting for us to find him. And if we can find him in the Old Testament, we begin to find him everywhere. Sometimes uh, I get teased about, uh, maybe it's a, uh, something I haven't shared, but I, I love uh, superhero movies, Marvel especially. Spider-Man, perhaps, is one of my favorites. And I can't help but watch Spider-Man, let's say, and not see Christ. And one of the more recent ones, in fact, Spider-Man is stretched out in a cross shape as he's trying to save a boat that he accidentally had destroyed. It's just one of those things. Again, the more we can remain in Christ, the more we understand his love, the more we understand his love, the more readily we can remain. You see how it works? And I think that's why these two words, love and remain, are so important to St. John. Because he wants us to live with joy that Christ's joy may be in us and our joy may be complete. This day, we need to remain in his love. 
remain, and we can do through honoring and hungering for the Eucharist, through growing in union with the saints, through going to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, and through our study of Scripture.